Let's start the show by talking about my sponsor, Paloma Verde, and their new website, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out for all of your CBD needs. They've got the gummies, tinctures, the salves. So if you're needing anything to maybe chill you out, something to help you get mellowed out, something for your joint pain and stiffness, go over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and give them a check out. Carlos and Vanessa are awesome people. They run a great company. And if you enter the promo code FACTS at checkout, you'll get 25% off your order. Plus, any order over $75, you get free shipping. So, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This podcast. Fact check this live stream today. As it turns out, I kind of like doing the live stream format. It actually makes it a little bit easier as far as just putting it in uh, certain places, not having to mess with doing the manual upload side of stuff. And it gives me an opportunity to be a little bit more on the fly with kind of what I want to talk about, which for today, I had been thinking a bit about my work history and some of the places I've been and just what got me to this point in my career and whatever. And so I got to thinking about like some of the exchanges I've had with previous bosses or, uh, like supervisors, stuff like that. And one of them kind of kind of stuck with me. And it's something that like I think it's important in sort of the way a lot of things are are done, especially by the younger generations these days. Um in especially where work is regarded. I ran a warehouse for a while and I had a uh, a boss. He wasn't my direct boss, but he was one of the bigger bosses for the for the facility. Who called me to his office to have a conversation one day, and it wasn't anything bad, but it was just to talk about some stuff. And in the conversation, whenever we would talk about the warehouse and and the crew that worked in the warehouse and everything that kind of was going on. I always referred to it as my warehouse and all of the, all of those guys, that was my team. That was, they, they were my guys. Like I, I took ownership and pride in what we did. And, and the guy that I was having a conversation with, he didn't like that. He, he didn't like that. I referred to it as my warehouse. He didn't like that. I referred to them as my team, as my guys. And his reasoning was that, because as a company, we are all in this together. It's it's our warehouse. It's it's the you know we are all in this together. It's not you. It's not yours. It's like and that that's fine. Like I understand that broader concept and idea. Of, I don't own the warehouse. I don't personally pay any of those guys who work in the warehouse for me. But it's still 
something that I have been tasked with and I take direct ownership of it. And because I do, I run it in a different way than if I viewed it as our warehouse. If it was just, we're all in this together. I might be more inclined to, to think that somebody else will be responsible for doing something. And I, I don't manage that way. I think, and there's a, there's a good chance that because, especially on Facebook, a lot of my friends are people who have worked with me, worked for me, don't know me personally in that type of relationship. And there's a very good chance that you have seen me, you know, take that, that level of ownership. Because in the workplace, like, like the approach I've always kind of taken is at the end of the day, we spend more time at work with the people we work with than we do at home with our families a lot of times. Uh, depending on the industry that you work in, it may be all the time. Uh, and especially with like seasonal jobs or, or like what I started out in and grain, there would quite literally be weeks and months at a time where the only reason I went home was to sleep and then go back to work. So the people that you're around and the place that you're in, that has to be your home. They have to be your family. You have to take pride and ownership of those situations of that reality even if it's even if it's a job that you don't intend to stay in for an extended period of time even if it's not something that you uh, view as a you know a long-term career choice you should still take pride and ownership in what you do and where you are and trying to make it the best thing that it can be because regardless of what your long-term intents are for it it is where you are and it's what you have to deal with on a daily basis. People who are miserable at work and miserable in their jobs and just miserable in life in general, they never seem to be the types who take ownership and pride in what they do and in where they are. They think everything is everybody else's fault. They think everything is somebody else is supposed to deal with it. Somebody else is supposed to do it. Somebody else needs to be handling it, that it's it's somebody else's responsibility and I guess to an extent I understand that you know there are people that that is their that is their lot in life and and they're not going to go beyond that point no matter how hard you push them and I've had those people that have worked for me and you know it is what it is but those people don't ever seem to be happy they don't ever seem to be enjoying what they're doing, no matter what it is that they're doing, even if they're not at work, not having to do things that would be normally considered not enjoyable. There's still this misery and dread because they know they have to go back to work or like it, it seeps into that unhappiness just seeps into every aspect of their lives and I, I don't like I don't get that I've never I've had jobs that I didn't like 
I, I've had I've had jobs that I really really didn't like, but I still found things to take pride in, things to take ownership of, things to be connected and engaged, and to make it a worthwhile venture, even for as much as I might have hated it. Because if if it's not worthwhile, if you're not enjoying it in some way, if you're not getting something out of it, then what are you doing? Like, what's the point? And I think that's, yeah, I think that's the, the real thing that got to working in my head with all of this. Because, like, with my current job, I intend to be there for an extended period of time. I enjoy what I do. I make good money doing it. I would like to you know, continue doing those things. The schedule works out well, even if I don't particularly care for working night shift. The schedule works out well for me and that it allows me free time during the day to do things like this. It allows me free time on the weekend to take trips like my wife and I just did over the weekend and you know go to theme parks and, and have fun. I get to spend time with my kids on the weekends. There are things that you can control in life. And maybe it's a privileged take on my part, but your career, your work, your profession, what you do on the day to day, that's one of those things that you can control. And like, I made the decision to major in agriculture. I made the decision to pursue that, to go work in grain elevators. I made the decision to leave that and to get out of that industry entirely and to go find something else. You make these decisions like, what kills me is college kids or just out of college kids who complain about their tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars of student debt and can't find a job. There are so many fields looking for good, qualified, intelligent people. What did you choose to major in that you can't find a job? Yeah, if you were a English major, if you were a music major, a women's studies major, you're probably not going to find a job. There are areas that you could major in. That you could, at the same time, do internships in the summers. That you could do work-study programs. That you could build experience on top of the degree. That you could get your feet wet and actually make a name for yourself. It's the choices that you make that define 
who you are and where you go in life. Those things are decisions that you actively make on a daily basis. I'm not going to lie. I chose to do a lot of partying and a lot of drinking when I was in college, and it was fun. I also chose to take some time off from school and work in a field that I thought would uh, would be something that I'm, I might potentially want to go into. I also took opportunities to go on trips with classes and meet people, to go to career fairs and meet people in the industries that I thought I would be interested in. And it seems like kids these days, especially in college, that they don't, they don't care to actually put forth any effort. And it's the helicopter parenting bullshit that, that that's another thing that my, my management style as it goes in work is very similar to my parenting style. As a manager, I don't baby people. I don't, micromanage. I don't tell people what to do or how to do it. I tell people what needs to be done and then I allow them to do it. And if it doesn't get done, then we get to face the repercussions of that. But as long as it's getting done, do it. Like it is not, it's not my job to stand over your shoulder and tell you do this like this and this like this and this like this. And it has to be this way because that's what I said it. I'm very much the management style of tell you what the expectation is and then you figure out how you're going to meet it. That's the way I want to be managed as well. If somebody stands over my shoulder or checks in with me every 30 to 45 minutes and asks me how I'm doing, asks me what I'm doing, asks me why I'm doing that, tells me what I should be doing instead. I'm going to stop listening to that person very quickly and I'm going to check out. And I manage in the same manner. I am not going to stand over your shoulder and tell you what to do and ask you a million questions all the time. I'm going to give you the expectation and then I expect that you are going to deliver. And if we need to, if we need to have a conversation about how to better go about doing that, then come to me and say so. But I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to browbeat you over it. And I parent the same way. I tell my kids what I expect of them. And then I expect them to go do it. And I don't stand over their shoulder and tell them how to do it. And I don't go do it for them. If they get to be grounded for three weeks while they try to figure out how to properly clean their room, Ask my son. They get to be grounded for three weeks while they daily try to figure out how to properly clean their room. I feel like in our modern society, the way people handle parenting, and at the same time, the way a lot of bosses, bosses, you know, younger people in the management side of stuff, want to manage things it's that very micromanaged style of telling you what to do to the point of doing it for you because they don't trust that you're going to do it i put a high level of trust in the people that work for me and throughout 
most of my career, that trust has been rewarded with the delivery of production. I put a high level of trust in my children to do the things that I ask them to do. They disappoint me more often than not, but they're children. I'm trying to develop that in them so that when they are adults, that they understand how these expectations and this sort of thing works and that they're prepared to deliver, to be productive when someone tells them something that needs to be done. A lot of these kids coming out of college, they're just so used to having somebody do it for them that they're not willing to put forth any of the effort to figure it out for themselves. If it's not laid out, it was like like what Don and I talked about and Stacy and I talked about with like the Common Core math. And it has to be done in this very specific way. And that's not the way math works. That's not the way science works. Like that's that's not the way the world works. And it's the the many streams come together to make one. Like it, there are a lot of different paths that get you to that end goal. And the way society is crafted, it just destroys that. And it it's fucking awful. Like this isn't a, the world that I grew up in, and it's not the world that I want my kids to grow up in. So I'm trying to teach them, you know, something better and something different. And and we need more of that. We need more of the getting away from what's being indoctrinated into people of, you know, there's only, only this one way that there's, there is no, there is no fucking such thing as settled science that doesn't exist. There is never a settled science. There is the conclusion that seems to be most viable at this time until a different one comes along. Look at, we just had the pipes replaced in our house. Um, it, there was galvanized pipe in it. So, you know, we've gone from copper to uh, over the, you know, the history of indoor plumbing, you know, copper galvanized PVC. Now there's this new stuff that, uh, it's like a really cool, flexible type stuff. And they, they find something that works and then eventually you figure out what the flaws are and then they find something else. And then eventually you figure out what the flaws are and you find something else. And over time you figure out what the flaws are. You know, I mean, that's like galvanized rusts on the inside. Uh, PVC, once it gets, you know, 30 years old or so, it starts to get real brittle and it'll, will break. This new stuff that they put in, this cool, flexible piping. It's awesome. I bet you 20 to 30 years from now, we're going to figure out what's wrong with it. And and then something new will be discovered. Like, that's the way science works. That's the way the scientific process works. And that's the way our, our, our brains should be geared in the workforce, in raising our children, in every aspect of life. Like, the scientific method breaks down to real-life practical application. And unfortunately, as a society especially for these younger generations, they're being taught that there is a settled science. And they think that's legit. They think that's true. And it couldn't be, it couldn't be further from the truth. It couldn't be more of a pile of fucking shit. 
It's really disappointing. Hopefully. If at some point in my career and moving all over the place, you worked for me, you enjoyed it. And you got something out of it more than just showing up to work every day. Because I can promise you, if you worked for me at some point over this last 15 years or so, I took something away from you. I, I got something out of it that I enjoy. And hopefully some of the people who have worked for me over the years actually watch this video and listen to this and can share something about a, a, you know, an experience we had because I've had a very rich and fulfilling professional life since I got out of college. And even before I got out of college, I, I started working early. And it's really shaped me into who I am. <clears throat> and it's taught me a lot of things about myself. And it's helped me grow as a person and as a parent. And if you're in something that you don't, that you don't get any enjoyment out of, that's your choice to stay in that. There are options out there. You may not like the options, but they're there. I, when I, when I left the grain industry, I was making close to 90 grand a year. And I left that to go be the shipping guy in a plastics warehouse making 10, 15 hour. I wasn't real happy about that pay cut. <laughs> I wasn't, <clears throat> I wasn't necessarily ecstatic about having to make that kind of a life change. But I knew I needed to do something. And at the end of the day, just throwing yourself out there and taking a risk and hoping for the best. And then when you get there, making the best of it is kind of what shapes you into who you are in life. I ended up being extremely successful at, in that job. And if it wasn't for COVID, I'd still be there. And who knows, maybe one day I'll go back. But at the end of the day, as a manager, as an employee, as a parent, as a, as a child, because you're still somebody's child, no matter how old you are, it's about the choices that you make. And it's about what you take out of those choices what you get from it for yourself. And if you take nothing but bad from it, then that's what you're going to have. But if you look to take good from it, no matter what it is, you're going to be enriched in your life and in the relationships that you develop through it. Hope everybody has a good rest of your day. I will be back on Wednesday. Uh, there's actually a lot of, I've avoided, I've avoided the Olympics because I just don't really give a shit, but there have been some interesting things happening in the Olympics. So I might talk about that on Wednesday. 
or something else might come to my head between now and then, and I might just say fuck the Olympics and go with something else. We'll see. But that's kind of the plan for now. Hope everybody has a good rest of your day, and I will be back on Wednesday.